Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Welcome back to another week of Conversations About Light. I am Caleb, I'm your host, and I'm joined with Mark and Josh. How are we going this morning? Very well, thanks. Very well. Mark? Even better. Even better? <laughs> well, yeah. How can you be even better than very well? I'm, ver- I'm very, well ta- very well times two. Yes. <laughs> I'm very well times infinity. Oh, woo. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very well one more than whatever you say. <laughs> well, um... This conversation seems very childish, <laughs> so going off off the back of that, I, I'm aware that both of you, uh, your fathers have four children each. Tell us an interesting story that's happened in the past year, starting with you, Mark. Something that just sticks in your memory, something... We, oh, I have four children, and he has four children. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. okay. Wait, Yes. You know about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's you're, very interesting. You're aware? <laughs> can, you ex- can either yeah. of you explain it to me? <laughs> so you have four children, Mark. <laughs> Is it the the head injury that you've? <laughs> yeah. Uh, something. In- what was your question? Something interesting. Something, something funny that um, just inspires joy when you think of that memory. <laughs> No. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, you can't think of one or no, you're not at uh, liberty to tell. I'm not very good at remembering things. Things normally get told me, told to me. My memories are normally told to me by other people. (laughs) Ah. Um, Well, maybe Josh can tell you a funny story about your kids. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. I can tell one about both of our kids. So my, my youngest son, uh, Zaya, is just having a birthday. And one of Mark's daughters is uh, a fair bit older than him. And we said, well, who, do you wa- who would you like to come to your party? So he named two boys from school who are not in his class, which I don't know why. <laughs> He's not friends with anyone in his class. <laughs> and then he wanted uh, one of Mark's, Mark's probably older daughter to come as well. So we're like, um, okay, um, do you want to think about that? Or in a week later, he's like, no, I'd like her to come to my party. So uh, we find that very strange. I don't know what he's doing, but he obviously enjoys her. So none of the other tappings were invited? No, none of the other tappings. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cute. I scraped in. I got an invite as well, so it was good. Nice. <laughs> well, if, uh, if you don't have any um, memories that were jolted from that, Mark. No, sorry. They... <laughs> 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 Stuff happens all the time. I just don't know how you you you've got to like write it down. Otherwise, yeah. it's gone. Yeah, maybe you should start writing things down during the week <laughs> so we can up. so we can have more interesting conversations. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into today's text. Today's reading comes from Luke chapter twenty three, verses twenty six through fifty six, the English Standard Version. And as they led him away, they seized one, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, and laid on him the cross to carry it behind Jesus. 
And there followed him a great multitude of the people and of the women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren in the wombs that never bore and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the wood is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two others, who were criminals, were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him, and the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And when they cast lots to divide his garments... And the people stood by, watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who was hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. It was now the sixth hour, and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, where the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. Now when the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God, saying, Certainly this man was innocent. And all the crowds that had assembled for the spectacle, when they saw what had happened, returned home beating their breasts. And all his acquaintances and the women who had followed him from Galilee stood at a distance watching these things. Now there was a man named Joseph from a Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was a member of the council, a good and righteous man, who had not consented to their decision and action, and he was looking for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down and wrapped it in a linen shroud and laid him in a tomb cut in stone, where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of the preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed and saw the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath they rested according to the commandment. What are you guys noticing coming to light in the scripture? Yeah, I think um, this is this obviously the story of the the crucifixion of Jesus. It's uh, obviously a huge point in this gospel and story. Um, a few things you notice: the the woman following weeping bitterly, um, the criminals are being crucified with Jesus. I think there's an interesting uh, interaction there into play. Um, in their responses and their questions, but also Jesus 
demeanor through it. Father, forgive them. That's a, something we could certainly talk about. How Jesus is asking for that forgiveness in in the midst of the worst kind of moment. Um, he's about to be crucified, and yeah, just the incredible miracle of the whole. Um, what's going on, really? I mean, the the sun stops working, <laughs> the curtains torn, Jesus breathing his last and giving out. There's so much in here. It's just uh, full, um, so so rich. This this text um, around you know Jesus. What's going on here is the profound, in some ways, turning point of history. Mm. And so it's a it's a very big text. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Look how Jesus cares for. For people, I mean, this is the darkest moment in history, as you said, Josh. And you know, the, the women that are following him, that called the daughters of Jerusalem, that are following him, he's he can't. He's so beaten that he mm. can't carry his own cross. They have to get someone else to do it. Yeah, they're going to get his his cross Ubered up the hill. Yeah, but um, that's how beaten up and torn he's just his his body is done. And um, in that moment, he sees these women who are mourning him. And he's able to to engage with them. It says, turning to them, Jesus said. This is his darkest moment, and he's able to turn to them and goes, you shouldn't be worrying about me. You should be worrying more about yourselves. In other words, what's happening to me is ultimately good. But what's going to yeah. happen to you is ultimately bad. Yeah, And that's the real trouble. So he's caring for them. He really is wanting to to love them, care for them, warn them, uh, get them to be repentant. And uh, that's very caring. Then Jesus makes an engagement with the Father, and and he thinks about all the people that are crucifying him. It's kind of the sweeping statement, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. So in this moment, Jesus understands they don't understand that what they're doing, which is so evil, is all part of God's plan, but they they don't get it. So Father, don't count that against them. Please, Father. So there's mercy and compassion getting cried out. From Jesus over here, yeah. that's his engagement with the Father on behalf of everyone. Then he engages with the murderer on on the cross next to him, mm. who turns to him and he, he says, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." And then finally, he engages for himself. For the, mm. the first time, he prays anything that has to do with himself. Yeah. He goes to trust and he says, "Father, I commit my spirit to you." Yeah. Um, I, I, in other words, I, I trust you, Father. I, might, I must now die. There's no more. I cannot. Yeah. I can no longer pray for people's forgiveness. I can no longer give people, invite people into yeah. paradise. All I can do now is commit myself to you. And then he, he breathes his last yeah. breath. Yeah. Incredible engagements in mm. such a short passage. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if we can just dive a bit deeper into what you're noticing about the desires of Jesus amidst adversary. I think maybe starting with the interaction with those two criminals, you know, they're, they're hurling insults at him at one point. And then something happens where one of them has a profound moment of realizing, a th- you know, I think there's a profound moment of faith there for the criminal to, to trust in Jesus. And Jesus warmly welcomes him. This is a criminal who's worthy of death under Roman laws. He's not, he's not there for, you know, jaywalking. He's there for probably something else. And the, they've riled against him, you know. They've like hurling insults at him, and it's in a in a moment of profound faith. I think you know. Just imagine in that situation, you see here someone being crucified next to you. Mm. It's just a, someone dying, and so obviously there's a profound moment of opening inside. But mm. the way Jesus welcomes him in, that you will be with me, he welcomes him in unconditionally. I, I think it's been said often. You know, this is a man who could do nothing. 
He could had no nothing to offer Jesus. Mm. He couldn't do any more good works. Well, he was just dying. You know, he wasn't going to do any good works of any kind. That that the the welcome and rescue of Jesus is completely detached from any value that we add or bring or could possibly ever bring. And this is the the key, one of the key examples of, of that of how Jesus welcomes mm. us, despite anything that we could ever do. And that's I think a profound. Uh, window into the the heart of Jesus and the yeah. and the way Jesus interacts with people. And it's because of texts like this that that many churches around the world at the moment are doing calls to worship that includes something like at the end this church welcomes. <laughs> how does it go again? Sinner. I forget how it goes, but it, it, it announces that Jesus is the friend of sinners. Yeah. Jesus, the mighty friend of sinners. Jesus, the mighty friend of sinners. And that's a position we can take because that's the what that's the Jesus the Bible reveals to us yeah. is that Jesus is the mighty friend of sinners. Jesus is the one who cries out for forgiveness when we at our worst. Uh, he at his heart of heart, at at his heart of hearts, he wants to um, bring forgiveness. Yeah. He wants to reconcile. This is not an easy thing. So, I, you, like you said earlier, I've got four kids, and so sometimes they push me to my limits of my my human kindness and and graciousness which probably isn't very much but they get me to my limits mm. and it's in those moments i don't know that i really want them to pull through <laughs> like for <laughs> yeah. a, like yeah. in a moment i kind of want them to be wrong for a while <laughs> if that makes <laughs> like yeah. like if they realize they're wrong and they're like hey sorry dad i, I kind of like want them to be wrong for a little bit um, yeah my wife is very different that you know when they wrong her and she's pushed beyond her limits and she's done everything to them without gratitude for them without any gratitude and she's been in a sense walked over mm. when they turn she immediately restores them wow and when i've asked her why she said because i don't want them for a second to live in shame wow. so more than um wanting to kind of feel um let them kind of feel like yeah you, you know you really put me through it Feel the weight of their sin. Yeah. yeah, she doesn't want that. She wants the, she as quick as possible get rid of the shame. Be as free as you can. Be restored. I forgive you. Let's move on. Yeah. Wow. And uh, it speaks to me because my heart's not like that. But her heart's like that because Jesus's heart's like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she understands something of what Jesus is like. And his heart is always going. I want to get the shame off. I want to bring the freedom in. I want to forgive. Wow. Yeah, I think one of the profound things you notice when Jesus prays, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. This is a moment of the most incredible sin, if you think about it. They're putting the Son of God to death. And so it's like, at what extent does the forgiveness of Jesus reach? Mm-hmm. Well, if it reaches to this moment, <laughs> it reaches to every other moment yeah, that you know, any any other situation, can forgiveness is available. And I think that's a profound, profound reality that forgiveness stretches even to those who murdered the son of god wow i mean then it, it can definitely reach me at this point uh, yeah very good yeah. it's incredible when we when we think of a king because this is like the climax the the pinnacle of the the story and what was inscribed above jesus's head was king of the jews almost as a as a mockery but what kind of king is jesus being painted as in this thing is there's a profound because even the the people mocking him from below are like well if he was god if he really was the king 
you just jump down off the cross. Yeah, and that's kind of their taunt mm. of him. And the incredible irony is that if he had come down off the cross, he would not have been the Messiah. He would, you know, he would not have fulfilled Isaiah fifty-three. He was, you know, beaten and and uh, and put to death for on our behalf. So I think it's a there's a big reversal in the kind of kingship we're seeing here, the suffering servant, but who will rise <laughs> again. And so this is the the first part of it. Like he's he's going to die. He's come to serve and give his life a ransom for many. I think there's also a profound kingship here in his prayer where he says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, he, no one takes his life from him. He has to give it up, Jesus said. You know, no one takes my life, but I, I surrender. And there's this kind of incredible mystery of the humanity of Jesus and the King of kings, Lord of lords, God Jesus, who no one can take his life. He has to lay it down. Mm-hmm. And so this is a profound... As we can sometimes think of the suffering servant as someone powerless, you know, whereas this is the incredible mystery of the suffering servant who is all powerful. Um, and I think that's a profound picture of of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Is not what not what you expect. And heaven can't contain it. The sun stops working. You know, this is if if the king if the King of Kings is dying, well, the sun's not going to come out. <laughs> it's almost a, a profound. Very. That's what I'm saying. It's a, like a pivotal moment in history. You just can't get away. I don't think you can talk about these things in small. This all has a very uh, eternal impact, a huge impact. Mm. It's the King of Kings dying. This is the moment, one of the moments of history um, that changes absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah that's a great question. I, he, Jesus is the King who's willing to do everything necessary to bring His people home. Mm. Everything, everything necessary to bring His people home. And this passage shows us that he's the courageous king, that he's the faithful king, that he's the humble king, that he's the king of power and king of forgiveness and king of reconciliation, and that he's the king of life and that he's a victorious king. And in the end, he's the only king. Hmm. Hmm. Very good. It's beautiful. That was amazing. Bringing it into a close, I'm wondering if you guys can help us imagine a thought or a question that this passage of Scripture inspires us to reflect upon as we go into our week. Give a thought, uh, going back to the two criminals who riled, one riled, they riled against him and then they reached out to him, you know, the one reached out to him and received grace and forgiveness um, and rescue. I'm just thinking about our own hearts and our own framework. Sometimes we, we tend to rile easily but reach out slowly. I'm just wondering if the profound rescue and redemption that's, that's displayed here and shown here is uh, way closer than we think. Would we reach out? How would we reach out and uh, come to Christ in that sense? And as the criminal showed, it didn't really, didn't was totally not dependent on his goodness in any way. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more, head over to perthchurch.com.au where you can find sermon resources that dive deeper into these conversations. If you found this conversation helpful, we would love you to leave a review and share it with your family and friends. 